Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. We get uh, two. I think we get two turnovers, and the uh, start of this, or we end up kicking two field goals to start of the second half. Which, you know, we got the ball down in there. We probably could have put them away. But um, anyway, you know, we fought like crazy, like we always do. Uh, the crowd was outstanding tonight. I know Pittsburgh travels really well with their fans, um, but. Um, and we kept the TV ratings up too, so that's good. Every week, now we do it. Come on, Judd! Come on, Judd! Skull! Oh, he's so he's so close. He's so close to blowing a gasket. Just let it go, Mike. Let, for the love Dude, of God, let it go. We he's just, so close, Dex. Can we just play the first five seconds of that clip? Oh, okay, so hold on. Great. This is this is, and you know, you'll you'll hear it come across. If you're just listening to the podcast, if you're watching on the screen of the YouTube channel, like watch his body language. This is a this is a game that they had to have if they want to make the playoffs, right? It's a game that they were leading by like four touchdowns, and this and they won, and they won the game. And this is Mike Zimmer's body language. We we get uh, <laughs> I think we get two turnovers, and he's just he's got his hand on his temple. Just oh what my would God. if he could if he could have gone old Zim? You know, job security's high, right? right. Like his defense is good, so he he's got a leg to stand on he wanted to say so badly these mfers can't put a team away and that's got nothing to do with me this stupid gr- i mean he's so close he, to blowing he kind of i mean he said that more tactfully later on we played the clip on if i remember i think we played the clip on Ventline last night where he's like uh, i keep trying to tell them you know this and this and this i keep trying to tell them how you know how to put how to put teams away He's like distancing himself from his own team. <laughs> Who do you think told him? Because um, because it's clear that at some point, either at the start of the year or at some point shortly after it started, somebody said every time you get like really mad, like to the edge of telling the media what you really think, say my team keeps trying really hard. Because like ev- like you'll notice every week he's like goes to the cliff of this stupid group. And then he'll say, but my guys try as hard as they always do. Yeah, he, he always ends like, with sort the of a fallback. positive. Yeah. But it's like the fallback default, just say this. You'll yep. feel better. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump into it's it here, baby. boys. We do usually it's Monday statements and, and because the Vikings played last night, we're gonna hit you with some statements here on what will become a feedback Friday as well. Randy and Cottage Grove, we're hoping we can track down before the show is over. But Judd, why don't you start us off here? Statement number one. I'm absolutely disgusted. 
I'm absolutely disgusted by a win that feels like a loss. I'm absolutely disgusted by the fact that you were up by 23 points at halftime and 29 to nothing, 29 to rip in the third quarter against a team in the Steelers that clearly wanted you to dagger them completely. Like, score 40, score 42. Make this easy for us. We want to go away. And for one night, the Vikings had a chance to right the wrongs. Like, the Vikings had a chance to pile on the points. Offensively, the the first half was impressive. The quarterback didn't even play that good of game. But Dalvin was great. Jefferson was cooking at times. Like, that game was the game where Pittsburgh's like, hey, Kirk, Dalvin, Justin, put 56 up. Come on, just do it. We will go away. I mean, you guys, during the course of of the, the game, the press box injury report on Pittsburgh players started to roll in like a Pro Bowl list of who's who. TJ Watt is unlikely to return. Um, you know, Lynn Swan ain't coming back. John Stallworth has declared himself like you literally Jerome had guys, Bettis. Yeah. Yeah. You you literally had guys Eyes running Lord. to running to the team training staff to, to say, I, I got some problems here. Don't even examine me. I'm gonna limp to the locker room. Pittsburgh wanted you to just end it. And yet you couldn't do it. You wouldn't. That that win, and then to see Xavier Woods at the end of the game when when Harrison Smith made a nice play to break up that last potential touchdown. But damn it, that was a potential touchdown. That was as close as you could possibly get. And a two-point conversion ties that game after you're up by 29. And Xavier Woods takes his helmet and throws it off and is celebrating like there's something to be proud of. Go to the locker room, shut up, sit down, and understand that this whole season's been a colossal bust. I'm disgusted by that game. I can't remember a game in which, toward the end of the third quarter, I was mildly outraged that Dalvin Cook and some other starters were still in the game. I'm like, why? It was, you know, it's like 29 to nothing late in the third quarter. Like, well, why is Dalvin? What's Dalvin Cook dislocated his shoulder 11 days ago? The job is done. He's got 190 yards rushing. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, they're fighting for their lives, uh, you know, inside the red zone. All right, my, my first statement, it's kind of a two-parter because it was going to be a one-parter, but now that Judge just said what he said, it's going to be a two-parter. How can I phrase this? Judd is wildly overreacting in how disgusted he is with last night's game. However, comma, the game was a perfect encapsulation of the Mike Zimmer-Kirk Cousins era. So while I think Judd is taking this like way further than I am with his disgust, I agree with the sentiment that last night was a perfect encapsulation of the Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins era. You, you, first of all, you're talented enough to get out to a 29-point lead offensively, right? You put together a good game plan, but then you're screwed up enough and you're mentally weak enough to give almost all of it back, just like you're talented enough to pretty much beat anyone, to hang with the best teams in the NFL, the Cardinals, the Packers, right? And then you're flawed enough to lose to a team like the Lions. It's like... I think both those guys also just lack. There's some chip missing with both Zimmer and Cousins, and they're they're very different people. And I think the chip is probably different, but I think they both lack the leadership qualities of some of the best quarterbacks and coaches. You know, Kirk is an "I just work here" guy, and Mike Zimmer is "Hey, defense is my thing. You guys figure out everything else." Guy, he's not the real coach that takes ownership of a 53 man roster. Just like Kirk, when you think about the like, whose team is this? Whose team is it? Well, the Buccaneers, that's Tom Brady's team. The Green Bay Packers, that's Aaron Rodgers' team. 
the Seattle Seahawks, even when they're struggling this season, I get it. But, like, that's Russell Wilson's team. And then the coach, you know, the good relationship with most of these coaches and quarterbacks. Here it's like, Kirk doesn't even want that. And I think it's pretty obvious, like, there was a play. Well, I'll, I'll get to I'll get to another example later in statements. Cause I, don't, I don't want to just hog this whole thing. But it just feels like nobody wants to take ownership in the key moments. Whose team is this? Are... Mike, are you are you the one that's leading this thing? Kirk, are you the one that's leading this thing? And they just kind of look around, and all of a sudden, a 29-point leads down to, you know, whatever, eight. This team's despicable. <laughs> it's a despicable collection. End the season. Just get it Joe done Buck. with. This is a despicable team. It's yeah. a despicable collection of players. Yeah. Dex? All right, my, my opening statement, I'm, an, I'm an actually going to borrow a lyric from uh, Kendrick Lamar. Judd, are you familiar with Kendrick Lamar, the rapper? I I know the name. I'm not real. I'm not going to know the, okay. the uh, potential. We, we should there. get Judd to start uh, reading rap lyrics again like we used to oh, do on the old Mackie and Judd. Yeah. That might be a staple for 2022. Uh, but the, uh, Kendrick has a song called Poetic Justice. It's an old song. It's like 10 years old. It's from Good Kid, Mad City. It's, a, it's, a, it's one of his more known songs. And there's a line in that song that says, If I told you that a flower bloomed in a dark room, would you trust it? Poetic Justice. That's the Vikings. I don't trust that flower to bloom in a dark room wow. because this damn team is absurd. They have all the, the all the ingredients, all the beautiful ingredients to be a Super Bowl contending team, right? They have a high-flying wide receiver. They have a good quarterback. They have a defensive-minded coach. There, there's all these pieces in place for it to be a very good team. And last night, you come out with a flawless game plan in the first half. You went up 29 to nothing. 29 to nothing. And yet, in the second half... You did the same thing that the Saints did you in the Minneapolis Miracle, the same thing they did you in the wild card weekend. You needed a, basically a miracle last-second play to clinch the game. All different, albeit, obviously, because the Vikings were on defense this time, having to get a stop in the goal line uh, to secure the win, where the, the two wins against the Saints were obviously daggers uh, for touchdowns. But seriously, th- th- this team managed to go up 29 nothing. And we were about to be the new Falcons from the Super Bowl, right? 28-3 to is the new Falcons thing. They were up 29 nothing, and they almost blew a 29 nothing lead. Super Bowl in Week 14, I get it. A little different uh, circumstances in terms of the heightened factor. But this is poetic justice. That was the Vikings in, in a nutshell. They have all these great things and all these gorgeous things that should make them a good team, but they can't. They, just, they, they can't get you all in because they absolutely bleep themselves. Yeah. No, it's despicable. Yeah. All right, Judd, back to you. Um, so as a group, I can't stand this team, but I will give credit where credit is due. Dalvin Cook is a warrior. Okay. Um, I still have real questions about a guy 11 days after dislocating his shoulder playing. So, so I'm not saying that I think that that was a great idea, but when you come out and rush for 205 yards and average seven point yards or 7.5 yards per carry, um, 11 days after suffering an injury that keeps most guys out probably a month, you're a warrior. Um, you might not be the smartest one, but you are. I mean, that is an incredible feat. And and Pittsburgh was terrible, and their tackling was brutal. And so I get all of that. But nonetheless, coming 11 days after your shoulder was as damaged as Cook's, Cook's was, that is still a very impressive feat. Yeah. He deserves credit for that. I was cringing every time I know. he was tackled or bumped or hit. And 
I, yeah, I don't later. know. Maybe he maybe he got a little cortisone or something. Maybe maybe he couldn't feel anything throughout that entire had, region. That I was thinking the same thing. He that that poor guy had so much uh, stuff going through his veins, probably. But still, yeah, that I was mean, an amazing performance. And you know, I think his logic was probably, well, if if I don't play, I don't. And maybe they win the game if he doesn't play. I don't know because the Steelers. He had 110 yards before contact. So. Credit to him, but also, like, what were the Steelers doing oh, yeah. throughout the first three quarters of that game? Uh, all right. Uh, my second statement. This team has zero fire to it. Yes. So my next one. <laughs> late in the fourth, well, and you can maybe piggyback yeah. off this, Dex, because late in the fourth quarter, the clock was running down. Something puzzling happened to me. It just, and, 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 there, and there's been something about this team for most of the Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins era where it's like, it just feels like, it's not all cohesive. It's not it's not a full-on partnership between the coach and the quarterback. And it just feels like a grind. You know, Cousins is gritting his teeth all the time. And, you know, Jefferson's throwing his hand. But there was a moment late in the fourth quarter. The clock's running down. And the Vikings are looking to clinch the game at this point. So they're driving with the football. It's like third and five. And if you guys remember, Cousins gets pressured. He flushes from the pocket and says, screw it, I'm running. <laughs> and it was, as it turned out, the Steelers did get the ball back. I think the Vikings might have thrown another pick. The Steelers did get another chance. But in the moment, it was like, if they get a first down here, they're probably going to win the game. And so he runs. He gains like six or seven yards. He he head first dives for the first down. And I'm looking at this thinking, wow, that run just clinched this huge game for them. right? Where they, and they almost gave it all back. But it was one of those like, all right, the Steelers are about to come back, but I'm going to stop this in its tracks with a first down run, and I'm going to ice the game, and I'm going to get us one step back to 500, back in the playoff race. And I was expecting a you like that fist pump or a first down or an offensive lineman to come over and grab him by the shoulder pads and, yeah, like slap him on the helmet. You know, what would Tom Brady and his teammates have done in that moment? Or Josh Allen, right? Get up. Baker Mayfield, first down, you know. Thump your chest and all of the emotion comes out. All 11 guys just walk back to the huddle. Right. 11 zombies walking back to the huddle in that moment. You know, Kirk, yeah. zombie, offensive lineman, zombie. You guys aren't celebrating that huge play? It's not like a Chase Claypool situation where you're trying to, you know, get back to the line of scrimmage. It's like you got 40 seconds to celebrate for a minute. That was a huge play. Yes, we, you know, we, we, we push back at the Steelers' run. And they just walk back to the huddle. And I'm sure some people are like, dude, yeah, you're probably looking into it too much. I don't think so, man. Like this team, it looks like 11 zombies on offense mm-hmm. more often than well, not. Why is this team despicable? Because they lack any and all intangibles. Like this, this is a thing I've t- talked about for a long time. And I feel like as the younger and a very smart, so I'm not, I'm not putting them down. Generation of sports fans have embraced different ways to look at sports. And, and there are a lot of ways to quantify, like, this team can do this. And, like, statistically, you can basically get it down to the to the oomph of, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I think the younger generation of sports fans dismisses is intangibles. Exactly that, Phil. I, I mean, we, we have talked about that re- regarding different sports, the wild, for how long? Which is, you don't, it is crystal clear that your locker room chemistry 
to put it bluntly, sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important. Like sports is sports is supposed to be fun. Sports is all. Think about this: the 2017 Vikings, right? A, a really good defense. A guy starting at quarterback who is supposed to be your backup. Why did did it work? In part because of the intangibles were so good. Like Case Keenum helped rally that team. Uh, for all of the fans now who, who say, "Well, look at Kirk; he's so much better than Teddy," and Teddy, he, and he is a better quarterback. That's not the point. What did the Vikings accurately assess about Teddy that was so important? The intangibles; he could get people together. That's incredibly important, and it can't be quantified on a spreadsheet. So what you're saying is a thousand percent right, and it's why I continue to call this team despicable. It's not because the players all suck; they don't. But as a group, they are as unlikable of group. Like, I'm not saying Harrison Smith's an a-hole. I hate, no, I, I don't even know him. But as a group, I can tell you right now, this is an unlikable team. Why? Because they don't even like each other. So so that's what you're saying, and that's where you're going to get pushback from, well, how do you know that, Phil? That's laughable, well, right? I don't think it yeah. is, man. And, and, I, and, and when I bring you. up Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, is a more talented, better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't even know why I'm using Baker Mayfield as like a positive exa- example because I, 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 I think he's going to be a backup long-term. And I think, I think he's a bad leader because he never takes accountability. He always blames circumstances or the refs or something else. But So maybe he's a bad example. But you know, just think about the top 12, 15 quarterbacks, Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Like You get a big play like that, and not just the quarterback, but the team around the, the quarterback, too. You convert right. a big third down like that with your legs. You you dive headfirst into three linebackers and a safety, right? And it's first down, and we keep it moving, and we just held off this big push that the, Steel- the Steelers are trying to save their season. It was this huge moment. And all 11 of those guys just walk back to the huddle. Like, wh- okay. It's just, hey, we're just, we're just, we just work here. What's the next play? And your linemen don't go pick the quarterback up and like start you pounding on yeah, his head. We're, like, yeah. Yeah. Where's Brian O'Neill? Where's Where's Garrett Bradbury? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Where's Mason Cole? Our guy did that. It was it's it was it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, my my statement kind of piggybacks off that, and more specifically, it was show some fire, Kirk Cousins, because I don't know why, but it feels like Kirk. Last four games looks like someone who stole his mystery meat, right? Like, or they stole his life rocks out of his house. Like he, he, I don't know, but those are a, years off your life when people yeah. steal the life racks. And he's confused; he doesn't know what to do. Right? Yeah, can't take that stone out every day. Um, I don't see a quarterback who looks energized. I don't see a quarterback who looks angry. I see a quarterback who looks checked out, man. Um, and I, I'm a I'm a critical guy of Kirk. All of us are pretty critical of, of Kirk. Uh, or Kirk haters, if Kirk haters, KC eight, uh, as I like to dub him now. Right? Like he first eight nine games, he was playing pissed off. He was playing the best football of his career, and and we praised him, and rightfully so. He looked really damn good in the first eight games of the season after getting off to notorious slow starts in his previous seasons with the Vikings. But lately, and, and it's since the San Fran game, and I know Judd's pointed to that pick that has kind of spiraled him out of control. I don't know if it was necessarily that interception, but I think Judd brings up a good point that ever since then, he just looks different. And I don't know if he's checked out, but he looks to me like the body language to me, it looks like he knows it's over. Like he knows that it's not going to be it with this group. And I don't know if the head coach you can you can 
plug in the right offensive guy if it gets things going. But to me, he his body language, the way he carries himself, it just seems like he's he's not all in anymore, and I don't know why. Well, I think I'll actually defend him a little bit here because I I don't think I think he knows that the Zimmer thing it's it's been oil and water for four years, and they made they made an effort finally in year four. They started meeting on Thursdays. You know they've they've been going over. It sounds like they've been going over like third down situations and red zones and things like the key moments of the game. But it's just not a great relationship. Mike doesn't have a lot of interest in spending a lot of time with Kirk. He's a defensive guy, and their personalities are different. And I think rather than Kirk, because Kirk's not really an alpha personality, so you know instead of Kirk finding a way to sort of manage up and build the relationship, I think he just kind of goes into a shell a little bit and. Again, I would be curious whether it's with the Vikings or somebody else to see Kirk with like the perfect head coach for him. Is there another level to his game in certain instances? But it looks like a guy that doesn't really like his boss. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's yeah that's kind of what it looks like. Like, oh. I mean, I, the entire I'll still play and whatever. The entire team looks like that. Like the entire team. Yeah, watching going to play a football game should should not be akin to a trip to the dentist office and yet the vikings make it feel like they are in a dentist chair every week yeah it's a it's a it's hard to watch at times like it's it's a struggle my statement mike zimmer was right and now you're saying hold on a second judge you've been bashing the zim you want the you want the zim fired and now you're saying he was right what are you talking about and i'm going to tell you what i'm talking about go back to training camp Mike never meant it, but do you remember when he threatened to potentially? And because I think, as Phil talked about earlier this week, he turned it out. He turned the defensive play calling over to his son for a preseason game and said, "I might turn the defensive play calling over to my son Adam full time." And we're all like, "You're not going to." And then, of course, he's like, "I'm not going to." He should have. Um, Mike Zimmer, the game to a certain extent, while while some of his principles remain still important and absolutely fine. The, ga- the game that he called so well for so long from on the defensive side of the football has passed him by, and he can't accept it. He doesn't know it, and he doesn't even have the ability now to tweak it. Um, and so instead of his idea, I think, I think when, when he just dropped the ego for a second, the idea was to, hey, fresh set of eyes, calling the plays, a person who who would embrace what I want to do schematically, but might see it a little bit differently, which might be a good thing. Um, I think when you watch this team, yes, there are, there are some issues of personnel, but the personnel is not as bad as the defense is. The play calling has become a problem, and I firmly believe that the one thing that Mike used to be great at, he is not now, and the idea of having somebody else um, augment his system was actually a good one. He was right. He should have, for 2021, given up defensive play calling. Is it, would his son have been the right guy to augment no. his defense, though? No, but I do think that somebody else calling the plays, like, like he was on the right track. I I don't like the secondary, um, you know, especially like Breland or Boyd, who shouldn't be on the roster. Dantzler has been a struggle, although I think that's coaching as well. Uh, but Phil Kendricks played last night. Barr played last night. 
The defensive line, yes, has has suffered losses, but you have enough of a core group that if you are the defensive savant that Mike was, um, the 2016 Mike would have gotten around that. So I think this I think Mike can. I think the biggest question is because before Daniel Hunter went down, which was what was it week five somewhere like week six? It was the Dallas game. Okay, Whatever so the, the Dallas Sunday night game. Week was, six, was seven. Game. It was oh, it was Halloween, so yeah, like week six or seven. The Vikings were the number one pressure defense in the NFL and the number one sack defense in the NFL. Yeah. They've now fallen outside the top 10. So lose, losing who, what I think is a Hall of Fame caliber pass rusher has definitely thrown a huge wrench into what Mike Zimmer's defense can be because he likes to get pressure with four as often as possible. Yep. And and then if they need to send extra like on a third and eight or something, you know, they might you know, they might send some sort of blitz. But it's it's just really hard for them without Daniel Hunter to get pressure with front four. And now that Michael Pierce and, and Tomlinson have been back in spurts the last few weeks, it's you know, those not that those guys are like pressure monsters, but I think those guys are able to take up space and free some guys up. My point is the loss of Daniel Hunter has been a huge, huge problem for this defense. And mm-hmm. the question becomes to what extent should Mike Zimmer be criticized for not being able to coach around the loss of Daniel Hunter? Enormous. Enormous. It, it, it's a huge... I, I mean, this guy missed all of last year. When, if you sat down in June and didn't say, what happens if 99 gets hurt? That's your fault. That's not... Like, like he missed an entire year with a neck problem that you didn't know was going to respond. So... I think it's an enormous problem. And the other thing which which really is a problem to me, the cornerbacks. Mike was once known as the cornerback whisperer. I mean, he did a great job with with uh, with um, uh, Rhodes. He did a really decent job, as much criticism as this guy took, I thought, with Trey Waynes. Uh, Cam Dantzler, he's done nothing but stifle, but completely stifle him. I mean, again, you're playing a game last night where your opponent – in the third quarter said, please put us out of our misery. We beg you, score 56, let us go away. And the Vikings are like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to bring you back. I mean, how does Ben Roethlisberger go from looking like he's playing senior football at at an assisted living place (laughs) to looking like that in the fourth quarter? He's just in a wheelchair, just dropping back to pass. But I mean, it's but he's going for a first down. He's going to scramble. He's yeah. out of his walker. He would have been oh better God. with a walker scrambling for the, <laughs> the than he looked at trying to run, and he still got the damn first down on that one play. Um, all right, my uh, my final statement for now is: don't look now, but the Vikings may have found some chemistry in the middle of their offensive line. The two highest graded players on offense last night were Garrett Bradbury and Mason Cole. Mason Cole was number one, I believe, and Garrett Bradbury was two. Now, in pass protection, Garrett Bradbury had one of the best games of his career. He allowed zero pressures and had an 84 out of 100 PFF grade last night. So, small sample size because it's been, what, two games that these guys have been together as the Vikings reshuffle things. Sometimes, and Alex Boone does a great job on Tuesdays breaking down offensive line play and talking about this. He talks so much about trust, and do you know what the guy next to you is going to be doing? And I don't know. Maybe Garrett Bradbury and Mason Cole are like the the bosom buddies who just you know they just 
They both just know where the other one's right foot is going to be, and they just feel comfortable next to each other. Um, that's something to watch here. Is is it possible that Bradbury trusts Mason Cole and vice versa, and they are a strong link? Two games, and they've played very well. Judge just shaking his head the whole time. If Rick Spielman, <laughs> if Rick Spielman comes into me today and I'm the Wilfs and says exactly that, I say you're fired right now, Packers. You're fired. You're not getting a new title. You're, you're getting nothing. Fired. You're fired. If, yes, if, my ass. Do not believe. No, no, no. Do not believe, Garrett Bradbury. It's over here. Please make it be over. All right, we should. Uh, you need a yeah, I'm frozen. De- Declan froze here, yeah, so frozen. we should we should unfreeze Declan and get to Randy well, and Kajgov. It does. He freezes it is. Well. It's in. A, I'm in. I'm. I'm just. I'm lost for words. I'm just like, thinking about. Like you don't freeze with your eyes blinking or no. your mouth agape. No. Like like that's like a photo right there. Yeah. People, real quick here. This is. I'll just sneak a feed a feedback Friday in here. So, you know, I'm in the the Scorner Studios where you guys are every day. I'm in town this week, and one of the days I was on a microphone that we probably haven't dusted off in this studio in yeah. years, years, quite frankly. And um, the audio for listeners was only coming through one ear. It was coming through the left ear. And so we've, you know, we've had a bunch of audio audio nerd listeners who, hey, he, here's how you can fix this. And sometimes people wonder, like, why do your cameras get pixelated? We are doing these shows. We are, do, we are, we have a YouTube car that we are trying to drive in a 1988 radio am radio studio yeah so <laughs> that's sometimes it's track. like why is that wonky well right we're rewind that it. tape damn it <laughs> flip that tape we, we are we have loaded a track sound quality onto an ipod like that that is uh, onto an iphone not quite even an iPod. frankly what we're doing is really i think i remarkable. think heroic and remarkable yeah. in the content space here okay the we're driving like a 1991 Plymouth Acclaim, and we're and we're driving it with with NASCAR cars. Okay, yeah. Play Springfield. Back off. Play Ricky Moore. Jesse's girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can track down our guy Randy in Cottage Grove, a little, little stud stable after a big win last night. I think you just kind of focus on what's important now. You know what's what's next. Where are we headed? And. Uh... You know, when it was the lead was getting cut, you just focus on what do we got to do now, and and you know you're aware of the clock, you're aware of the situation, you're aware of um, you know the next thing you got to do. But uh, you know, it's just it's just tough to uh, you know to to let them get back in the game, but uh, we'll learn from it, and um, and uh, like you said, try to make sure it doesn't happen again. There he is, Kirk Cousins. What a performance last night. Mm. That dagger throw to K.J. Osborne. Yeah, he misfired a couple times. Whatever. I don't know. You guys are always so hard on Kirk on the show. Uh, let's get to the most passionate Vikings fan we know. The man that has predicted three Vikings draft picks in the last four years. Randy in Cottage Grove. Randy Vikes 69 on Twitter if you want to follow his analysis. How are you feeling after a Vikings win last night? Snug. Oh. Uh, great, snug, uh, ready to roll. Uh, the new, new, new head of steam and a new life uh, for this uh, this season. Wow! So I feel like uh, I feel like that's not what your vibe was on Monday. You know, so what? So, so seventy two hours, whatever it's been, four days now. You're just uh, you're just you're, you're just back in. I mean, you were you were inconsolable and maybe even a little inebriated on uh, on Monday still after they lost to the Lions. So you're just you're you're back, huh? I gotta be uh, uh, just a moment of honesty for some folks that 
I hit the, I hit the pillow Monday uh, afternoon, and that was the first time I had had some sleep since Saturday night. Jesus God, what? I didn't. Uh, I don't recall. I don't have a recollection of uh, calling the the, the station. Uh, doing doing the stable on Monday, I I was informed by someone that they heard me, and I I didn't know what day it was for a second, and it was a it was a tough, it was dark. What mm. happened where you didn't sleep for that length of time, Randy? I when you care about something, Jeff, you you go all in, you, yeah, Jeff. You uh you 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 care you you first of all you we were drinking, oh. uh, okay, R- really? so that's all. Anytime anyone asks what happened, were were you, were you boozing? And if you were boozing, that's half the battle. Mm. We were boozing. I'm not gonna. I'm not above it. I'm a grown grown ass man. Uh, but uh, we we also just watched the game like four more times that night, and and uh, kept pausing it and talking about what what went wrong. It's because we care, and clearly, Zim and and his team went in under the hood as it were and uh and watched it too and picked up a lot of good things a lot of so kudos uh zim to to you and to to you know some of the other guys clint clint had uh, had a great game plan last night came came out slinging it firing i mean they did almost blow a 29 to nothing lead and uh, and like they were they were basically one play away from having to defend a two point conversion to blow a 29 point lead randy no, first of all, we had a great game, uh, and and we we were up by uh, five scores. Uh, well, five. If you want to do the two pointers, maybe a little. Uh, they could get a couple twos, I guess, and get there. Twenty nine is a nice pat. You kind of take the foot off the gas a little bit. That you know, when we're, I don't know if you guys play uh, play play softball at all, but there's a we got a, what's called a ten run rule. Oh. Mm. Yeah, Declan and got you, kicked off. You run team. up the score. Yeah, I got kicked and off. You run team. up the score, and you and you go up ten. You the game's over, and and they, they 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 sometimes when that happens, you know, you guys got even if their swing is grooved that night, they take a little, just take a little extra look at a strike, maybe maybe kind of saunter down to first, just because you know you're up by seven or eight, and the game's pretty much on ice. That's that's the way I view that. Yeah, that I do. I do. A, I do see a lot of parallels between an NFL football game between the Vikings and Steelers and your beer league softball. So I no, definitely can gold. see some oh, oh. senior gold. Yeah, they didn't gold. Call the travel. They kept playing. We do travel. It's senior gold, and we do travel. And and uh, by the way, with there's a, a huge big ass tournament uh, in uh, Kissimmee, Florida, uh, coming up. I could get you guys some details if you'd like to. Send us the travel details there. I, 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 I got kicked I, off my I, team, Randy, so I would love a spot if you got, got an opening. It's a senior goal, though, 55 plus. Oh, yeah, dude. Come uh, on. That's half yeah. my age. And and asking stupid honest, questions like that. Right. Right. A lot of these teams bring in guys who are just like they come on that squad the day after their 55th birthday. That's that's uh-huh. Bush League. Uh-huh. Give it a, if you still got it and, and, you, and you're, you're raking, you don't need to come play senior gold to your little you got to have a hitch or a hobble or or something to you know this is the this is we are the old guys we get we know that but but we we get into it and 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 when we're up big we take a little take a little rest and that's that's fine they earned that that's called a big ass pad 29 rip that's a big ass pad that's a good good pad and 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 that game was never in doubt and uh 
I, my friend, yeah. my buddy was there. Yeah, at he the end, I think they, it was Randy. No, my buddy was there. He said the the crowd was rowdy. The the the, 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 the they were rowdy. Steelers fans were, yeah, that's true. Terrible towels. It, the the, the, the bottom line is that's a quality franchise they, that they took to school last night. The Steelers are good good team. Man, Big Ben is he is he a, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, and so I I'm looking looking forward now to. Rattling off a couple more. The don't don't tell me ten and seven is out of sight. Randy, I'm concerned about your ups and downs. Like four days ago, you you were despondent and so drunk that that you now don't don't recall calling into our show. I was lubed up, and now Jesus. okay, lubed up, lubed up, and what? now you are, and now you're satisfied what? with what was an ugly win at best and a concerning win and i'm concerned about your upside. why were you lubed up well then no yeah i think i don't think no that declan i think you're taking it too literally (laughs) i don't know if i I lubed up i I got we got we got we we lubed it up we got we got going we got we (laughs) declan has a different definition last 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 night is what last night was 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 the payoff for for what they tried to accomplish on sunday and they, they put it together and and Delvin, uh, Delvin, it's so good, it's so good to have you back. Uh, just uh, we we saw him trot out there with that contraption on his shoulder, and you know my uh, my my buddy Dave said said uh, I I I don't even think he needs it. Didn't look like he needed it. Precautionary because he he was bulldozing guys. He he just really was, and he he's so he's going to be a big weapon in the playoffs. I'll tell you that. Well, if, if I mean, all right, listen, I don't want to kill your buzz here, literally or figuratively. So, uh, you know, you're riding high after that win last night. Let's do the studs table. Let's do this. Yeah, let's go. This is a great one. All right. Okay. This is Randy and Cottage Grove's studs table after a 36-28 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a stud. Great stable, a, a, a fun to do a stable on a Friday, too. Uh, usually it's a Monday kind of a thing. Uh and and there's been some duds, but not this one. This is a stud stable. This is the Vikes, and we we put a whooping on. Uh, 30, we scored, ran up the score, thirty six points on this on the Pittsburgh Steelers, a quality franchise with six titles, by the way. Uh, number one stud. This is a guy who kind of flies under the radar at times, uh, but not last night. He found a way to to kind of crack crack a couple of seams and get open late for that big one. And people say he pushed off. Nah, that's football. That's bru- that's that's bruising. That's football. And 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 you 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 use your arms and your your appendages how you need to. And he used it last night, and he had us all snug. And that's KJ Osborne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, stud. Big performance. Another stud last night on over on the defensive side of the football. And this guy was really rocking and really rolling. And he had a big, big hit on, on Big Ben late, and he's about half his size, so pretty impressive how he's able to kind of, you know, reach down and grab a little extra thrust on that hit. And that's Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith, you're a stud. Mm. Let's go now uh, to the super stud. The uh, super stud is a guy who a lot of people, uh, a lot, of, a lot of people wrote off this guy. Uh, you know, said he gets hurt too much. He said he, he said he can't stay on the field. Uh, looked pretty good last night. And that's a that's a running back, uh, running back by the name of Delvin Cook. Delvin, you, when you put your mind to something, mm-hmm. there's nothing in the world that can stop you. And and last night those linebackers didn't have a chance. In fact, matter of fact, I think uh, uh, 
TJ Watts even left the game. He said, I've had enough. I've had enough of this. Yeah. And that's because you just mowed them down, mowed them all down. And you could have had 300 yards. Put the pedal down. Maybe you will next Monday. Delvin, you're a super stud. Yeah, it's funny how funny how Watt, uh, oh, I'm a little sore now after, oh, we're giving up 90 yards on uh, eight carries. Oh, oh, my, oh, my, uh, just something Delvin hurts. mowed his ass down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the last one here, this is the good, I love this spot. This is the way the stable is kind of starting to play out. And this week I couldn't break the tie. So I, 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 I make, I'm going to make an exception and there's going to be a double super duper stud. Oh, wow. Wow. And this is two guys who a lot of people want to tie at the hip and that's fine. After last night, you go ahead and tie that, tie their hips, tie their asses together. And that's the, the, the coach, Mike, Mike Zimmer, who has got new life now and, and, a, and a, a good looking uh, gal uh, pal that, that I saw <laughs> and then also Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer you you guys you you control your own destiny you really do the sky's the limit and and you you can you can get an extension uh, for both yourselves if you just run the table and get in the playoffs and, and make some noise and go deep just look yourselves in the mirror or in the eyes and say let's be buddies the rest of the way, because we, 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 when we do look in that mirror, we see two guys who are both super studs. <laughs> and he's gone. And he's gone. All right. <laughs> wow. So I feel like I feel like he's tried to fire Mike Zimmer and cut Kirk Cousins about nine yeah. times each of the season. Now they're the super duper studs in the stud stable. I think my concern actually increases now. Um, Randy's emotional state to me is concerning it's a little that's a little uh a little up and down for my taste completely blacking out on monday probably not a great thing well, we've all been there um when we yeah, were 20 he's i was gonna say he's, he's not a young man he's a softball player in the senior goal well, we know yeah we know he's over 55 and by the way declan you dirty minded what do you mean you. i mean what did you think get, lubed up meant you thought that there i know was... exactly what he thought it meant <laughs> That's a rhetorical question, Phil. You know exactly yeah. what it meant. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you think it meant. But yeah, but it you mean, think yeah, I but think that me, you think that I think it meant. But to me, it just means what Phil thought, which is what it really means. But I know what you're saying, and that's really a dirty-minded thing to yeah. think. You guys want to get into some feedback Friday here? You, want, you guys want to get lubed up and do do a little feedback Why? Friday? Stud. <laughs> They're all studs. Uh, Randy's stud stable was presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So if you're a business owner out there, you know who the stud of the insurance world is. It's Federated. They bring all sorts of trusted resources and tools and people to help your business with risk management, bottom line protection, employee protection, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. We're also giving away wild tickets Winter Classic Wild Tickets against the Blues on oh. New Year's Day. And all you have to do is open the Score North app and uh, enter the code word for today that you can only get by listening to Mackie and Judd's podcast here. And the code word is sweater. Sweater. Probably something you're going you're gonna to want to wear sitting outside under a jacket while watching outdoor hockey. And, so, and, so, and by the way, there's people... <sighs> We're working to change this for future giveaways, but this is a uh, Minnesota and closely surrounding area giveaway only on the app. And so apologies to those of you who are 
Minnesota sports fans or Vikings fans from other states that have been sort of rejected. We are working on that for the next giveaway. But if you want to win Winter Classic tickets, we're giving them away through the Scorn Earth app. Code word sweater today. Yeah, wave that damn flag. Wave the flag. Uh, abbreviated Feedback Friday here, boys. This one's from Micah via the Score North app. If you guys did a pie chart of blame for Kirk, Zimmer, and Spielman for this season, so you know, still being under 500 halfway through December, how would you divide the pie between those three guys for their below 500 record this season? So hmm. taking it into... Taking into account the history as well, though, that got them to this point, is that what I'm to oh, he, didn't, he didn't include that in the question, so you can... Well, I mean, I'd go I'd go Spielman 1, Zimmer 2, Kirk 3. I, I mean, Kirk has had, for the most part, a really good year. Um, just because I don't think that he's a guy to, to get them to a championship, and because I think that mentally he's wired completely wrong to play mm-hmm. the position he does, do, does not make him a bad quarterback. He's... So, I, I mean, Rick Spielman brought in a quarterback to solve the problems, basically knowing full well that his coach, who he hired, so it was his guy again, objected to it. Um, like, there is just, I, I, this has now become simple to me. There's a clear dysfunction here. There's a clear dysfunction. And, and Rick was basically warned by a guy in Mike who is, I think it's safe to say, seems like the vindictive type. Like, if Mike tells you, I coach this team, don't do that, and you're like, oh, no, I'm going to, that's that's a you problem. Like, you're supposed to be the guy who oversees and, and at least gets the guy guys in there that the coach can coach. So I, I actually fault Rick first, Mike second, and Kirk third. That's I where mean, I'm Kirk at. Took yeah. the contract. That's where I'm at, too. I, mean, I don't blame him. If, if I had, like, just doing one on the fly, I have 60% to Zimmer. Then I I have equal parts to both Spielman and Kirk. Um, I I I just think Zimmer's the biggest one to blame here. I I mean he's a defensive minded coach. He hasn't been able to adjust. I know the salary cap limited what resources were available, but if you're like a truly defensive savant, you would have been able to adapt it. You would be able to be adaptive to losing players and still figuring out ways to be a respectable defense. And they haven't been able to do that. I put the majority of the blame on Zimmer. Yeah, I think we're all kind of in the same boat here. That for for this season, it's yeah. definitely. 50, 60, 70% on Zimmer coaching. Just like you guys, this, the league's moving fast here the last few years. You got to keep up. And, uh, but, but if you're just going like the four year era of cousins and Zimmer and this gravitational pull toward mediocrity, then I give, then I give, I actually, I probably give them all three equal parts, but I give much more to Kirk and Spielman than I would for just this season. I mean, Kirk has been. He's been pretty darn good this season, but he's also had three, I'll say two and a half clunkers because he played well in the second half against the Lions. But like, yeah, you, know, you we, we sit here and we try to exonerate Kirk. We try to find reasons for why he's not to blame for things. It's like, well, when you're in your prime and you're the second highest paid quarterback in the league from a cap it perspective, which again, that's more on Spielman than it is on Kirk. But there's a certain level of expectation that you are going to be the reason why the Vikings are overcoming some of the deficiencies, whether it's injuries or whatnot, and he just hasn't been often enough. But it, but he's but he's been he's overcome more this year than in the previous three years. So it's kind of a weird dynamic. Uh, Kyle McIver via the Score North app chimes in, says everyone talks about establishing the run. Last night we established Justin Jefferson early. We went to Justin Jefferson early and often, and everything clicked on offense. So no more establishing the run. Establish Justin Jefferson. There's mm-hmm. some truth to that. I think that the first half was was a clinic 
in the obvious working. Dalvin Cook, who, despite being hurt, played great, and throwing the ball at times, oh my God, he was double covered, but you basically took shots to a guy who is who is going to drop some, but he's going to catch most of them. And so, yeah, I I really felt like the first half, it, it felt like the Vikings had outsourced the ability to call plays to a fan, and the fan's like, oh yeah, Cook and Jeff, 33 and 18, let's try that. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was, that was to me the, I mean, how many things have the Vikings done where they've been successful, where it's what the fans want the first half, they put pressure on big Ben and it worked really well. Yeah. It's all, um, it's always kind of sad when like the obvious thing that like fans yeah. and media can see is the thing that you're not doing. Like the expectation and, would be that you're, you're doing the base level things and then you're playing calculus, you know, on top of that, but. And but football people love to be like, oh, you don't understand what we're up against. You don't understand. We can't do do that. Well, actually, no, you can. And when things get to be dicey, lots of times they do that and it works, and then they just don't talk about it. But there was a, there was a throw last night. This is where whether it's Kubiak or Cousins, sometimes they don't know when to accelerate and when to just sort of you know get in the right lane and you know when you're up by three or four touchdowns you don't need now you don't need to be threading the needle into double coverage to Justin Jefferson right cuz right. you've got a three or four touchdown lead and boom tip you know linebacker gets a finger on a pass over the middle it's an interception like you don't need to be threading the needle to KJ Osborne that was an Adam Thielen route i think Kirk was having a really hard time with KJ Osborne in chemistry on a couple of those routes where like he knows where Thielen's going to be but if if KJ Osborne's taking that same route he doesn't know, and so there was a couple of right. miscues. That puts it perfectly. They don't. They don't know when to, to then let off the gas. It, it's just like it's either all gas or not enough gas. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a coordinated. Um, okay, now it's time to. Now guess what? It might be time to run because we can eat clock. It's like no, we're no, we're passing tonight. Now we're gonna spread them wide. All right, yeah. uh, Connor Croft via the Scorner app says, "Fantastic show, you guys. Thank you." Can we please take a minute to enjoy the fact that we have three legit young superstars in this town right now? Kaprizov, Ant, and JJ are so much fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is a blast to watch all three I, of those guys. We talk about that constantly, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not ripping us. I, he's I, just, yeah. I feel like, Easy we, no, there, but, but I mean, it's great. No, but I'm saying it's great. Like, we always talk about the, the fact that, that we have three, like, not good players, but what look to be great players. It's, yes. it's awesome. Hopefully for like 10 I years. Want this. this is what, this is what we want. This is why, this is why we strive to be better, to get things like this. So yeah, I think it's worth being celebrated several times over. Uh, Alex Hansen via the score North app. Nice silver lining, Phil, too much pressure on Greg Joseph. <laughs> Love your guys content. That yeah. <laughs> that was my silver lining this week on purple daily. The Vikings have found a kicker and he comes out and shanks a 53 yarder and, Oh, misses PAT an extra too. point. Yeah. He, he missed one or two PATs last night. He missed one. One. Right one. Uh, Garrett Wright via the Scorn Earth app. Okay, you guys need to share this with everybody because this idea will win the Vikings a Super Bowl, and that's what we all want, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Without further ado, here we go. This is his plan for a Viking Super Bowl. Fire Zimmer. Keep Rick. Tell Rick he's got one more chance to make some noise, and the leash is short. Hire Josh McDaniels. Trade Kirk to whoever wants him. Sign Tom Brady to re to re reunite with Josh McDaniels because Brady, I think, is I guess there's an opt out or something. I don't know. Thought he was under contract, but whatever. Let's keep going. 
uh, signed Brandon Scherf to solidify right guard. Whatever trade compensation you get for Kirk, use it to move up in the draft, not down, and acquire Aiden Hutchinson as a pass rusher. Now you have an offensive-minded coach from a winning culture, the greatest quarterback of all time who knows the system. (laughs) Weapons galore. The defense gets a freak added to the D-line. Wilfs, if you need any more input, you guys can find me. (laughs) Wow. Dex, you want to take that one? I'm all for this. Aiden Hutchinson and Tom Brady. Let's go get both for next year. I mean, I'm out out on Josh McDaniels, but if Tom Brady's coming with, then I'm... Who cares who the coach is? I'll coach. Um, Childress can come back for all I care. TB12 is currently renting Jeter's condo in Florida. It's warm year-round there. Um, I don't think he's coming to play for the Vikings. I'm sorry. Yeah, but but Jeff, he, he has fond memories. He won a Super Bowl in that. No, he lost. Actually, I'm sorry. No, he lost one. Now he, no, he's yeah, never going to want to no, play. No. <laughs> no. That's right. His aunts and like Ricori or something, right? Yeah. yeah something he's, like got, he's got like a fourth cousin. It's great. Yeah. All right. Tim. No, listen. If you want. Garrett. If you can pull some strings and get and get Brandon yeah. Scherf, Tom Brady, and uh, Aiden Hutchinson here, then let's 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 rock. You go, Garrett. All right, Tim Zygman via the Scorner app says, if you guys are nostalgic for the glorious Dan Munson area of Gophers basketball, Doug Peterson is the perfect Vikings head coach for wow. you. Wow, shots fired! We talked about one, yeah. I, you know, I'm not like dying on the hill, but Doug Peterson's won a Super Bowl. He's offensive minded. He's molded quarterbacks before. He's yeah. also had falling outs with all those same people. It was hoped that Munson would bring the same success to the Gophers that Gonzaga was enjoying. Unfortunately, with Munson in charge, the Gophers did pretty much nothing, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. I will say that uh, Dan Munson walked into that job with a ton of restrictions on right. scholarships and stuff. Like, he, you know, he took the job probably by mistake. So I don't know if that's an apples to apples comparison. Doug Peterson definitely isn't a surefire thing. I'm just saying, if you're looking for an offensive-minded coach. Who's been there before? Has won a Super Bowl? Has developed quarterbacks? He turned Nick Foles into a Super Bowl MVP. Just saying, like you could do worse than Doug Peterson. Was it him? Was it Frank Reich? How about Doug Peterson and Tom Brady? John D. Filippo. What? <laughs> Doug yeah. Peterson and Tom Brady? Yeah, oh, yeah. T- TB's dying to play here. I can feel it. He's dying to play Minnesota. Uh, all right, that's all we got for abbreviated feedback Friday here, boys. Any other yeah. any other final thoughts going into this weekend? Yes. Yes, the Minnesota Wild right now, as we record this, is the best team points-wise in the National Hockey League for the first time since that, uh, I believe it was December of 2011. That team, of course, fell off the face of the earth, but that wasn't that good of a team. This team is legit. The Minnesota Wild, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to show you the flag again. After a 5-2 win at San Jose last night, the Minnesota Wild is the best team in the NHL. Enjoy it. Fiala got it. off the schneid last night. My yeah, guy, yeah. finally. Jordan Greenway, two goals. He's yeah, playing he's, well he's now. back. He's looking good. Kaprizov scores in, into an empty net, but he, yeah, I mean, this is this is legit. This feels legit. I I might eat those words, but it feels legit. Let's definitely let's definitely give this some room to breathe, so Dex can grab it for old tweets exposed yep. in a couple months from now if Thank they you. lose much games. But it does feel legit. legit. Yep. Just just the only thing that that we need now is for the national hockey league to pull out of the Olympic games in February so that the wild can continue to play. And you don't send guys. Cause you know, as sure as I do that Kaprizov's going to play for that rock. It's Russian organization of something and something's going to, he's going to get hurt or something. So get out of the Olympics. Don't put that into the yeah, atmosphere. Don't put that into the existence. Are you, 
John Tavares got hurt. This is a this is a recipe for disaster for somebody, and it might be us. I don't want that. I mean, you can get hurt playing in the NHL too. Yes. Sure, you can, but and if you practice. get hurt playing for your employer, that's part of the bargain. Teddy Bridgewater's you get hurt playing exploded for your loaded at practice, right? No, no, but it didn't explode playing for some U.S. team. It exploded playing for his employer. I have no problem with being hurt playing for your employer. What I have a problem with is being hurt playing for your country, which gives you almost mm. nothing. You don't get a paycheck from them. You don't get you get a hearty thank you and a pat on the back. Get out of the Olympics. Yeah, I'm really glad you laid that out. I, I didn't know you were frustrated with the NHL players going to the Olympics. First yeah, time never, I've heard, never heard of that. I don't like guys playing for their country. Oh, really? You play okay. for your employer. What about the other Olympic events? Do you like the luge? Gymnastics? You cancel it for all. No, you cancel it. You know what? They should go do it. Don't televise. What about the four-man bobsled? You know what? Bobsled team. You know what makes sports great? Everyone should and can participate. You know what makes sports great, too? You don't got to watch it. I got one more thought here as I watch highlights of the the game last night. I can tell Phil's distracted. Well, I'm watching all these highlights, and it's miraculous that we all figured out when a flag was and wasn't being thrown throughout that game because... Every player on the field had either yellow gloves, yellow yeah. cleats, or yellow, yellow pants. Oh, pants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Every it play, it's like, oh, there's nine flags on the field. No, it's just the Steelers and KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson. Okay, All right. Cool, baby. We got to go. We got to go. If you missed Ventline last night, Vikings Ventline was all over the map. So check it out, Purple Daily YouTube channel. And uh, we are at like 150 subscribers away from 30,000 combined across the Score North and Purple Daily YouTube channels. So thanks to everyone who has clicked the subscribe button on those YouTube channels. We'll see you guys. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.